We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack a Day podcast. It is the Thursday edition. I am half of your Thursday crew. I'm Jason Perone of the Pack a Day podcast. Also, do the Quick Slants podcast over at Game on Wisconsin. With me, as always, of Packer Report is Mark Eckel. Mark, it's a bye week. There is no Packers football, so I guess victory Monday or victory uh, Bears week gets to extend another week. Yeah, that's good. Always good to win the week before the bye, you know, because then you can celebrate for two weeks. You know, the worst thing is to lose, and then you have to, you know, think about that loss for, for, for two weeks. So, yeah, it's always a good thing to do. I guess um, yeah, that's a good point. I guess it depends on the makeup of your team. Like, some teams – benefit from being pissed off but i think it's better for the well, Packers I mean to... fans more than more yeah. than oh, players yeah we definitely need the victory from a fan there. standpoint it's yeah. you know <laughs> and i gotta tell you this though jason i mean yes i was happy they beat the bears and, I, and we're not going to talk about the bears game too much but but I'm, I'm i'm happy but i'm not like i'm not like i'm normally normally yeah they'd be all right i guess because it was the bears i was a little happier than because you know you always want to beat the bears right but i'm just not I can't get excited. I can't, I can't, I don't want him to lose. I can't say that. But the way this season is and the way things are going, I went over the Bears and I come from behind, went over the Bears. Can't get, I'm not getting all worked up about. I'm just not. Like they won that game, yes. But how many other teams, if they played that way against any, there's 30 other teams, right? Mm-hmm. They only beat a couple teams the way they played last week. Unfortunately, they were playing one of the teams playing they one, could be right. playing that way. <laughs> yeah, because I mean the Bears are bad. Let's let's be honest. Well, I think I think I told you before we were, before we started. So I had to watch this one away from home because there have been yeah, very too. few games on local TV in the Phoenix market this season, and obviously now there won't be very many at all. So I'm where I'm sitting. I had a great view, good screen. Kudos and cheers to Goldie's, by the way, in, in Scottsdale. If you ever come out here, check that out. It's a great, great spot, great sports bar, and they've got a bunch of other restaurants in the Valley. I was next to where the Texans and the Browns game was, and I thought that might be kind of intriguing to watch the crowd and stuff like that because it's Deshaun Watson and when the Browns. 
The Texans are really bad. I, I, I said on quick slants, the Packers are the worst team in the NFL. When, during the five-game losing streak, I meant it. I wasn't That wasn't hyperbole. That wasn't me just being salty. They were playing the worst football of any team in the league. But watching the Texans, man, wow, they they are really bad. That'll help you make feel make you feel a little bit better about about the Packers. So that I guess that so that leads into a, a good question because we were gonna we were gonna talk about the bye week, right? Because here we are. I guess we'll start there. Yeah. So sure, it's hindsight, but whatever. It's the bye week and, and there's no football to talk about. So you brought up a great point and a great question, which has been discussed before, but now that where where we're at and there's only four games left and the Packers are are really staring at a, in, an impossible scenario of getting into the playoffs. Your thoughts about the bye week and where it fell this year? Yeah, well, if you remember, um, I don't know, I don't know the exact details, but I remember you, Paul, and I were doing our podcast. I believe it was like the night before the schedule was going to come out, or we didn't have the entire schedule, but like you know how bits and pieces get get put out mm-hmm. uh, be, before yeah, they, they announce the whole thing yeah and I, I and i remember this like you know i remember paul saying well they're because because you knew they were going to london whatever date that, that was right yep and then you knew something else and you knew this and I, and i remember and i remember saying well the bye week will be the week after the giants game if they're playing the giants in london on whatever that date was they'll have the bye after that and we go oh yeah of course and then we come to find out, no, that they, and that was the Packers' own choice, not to take the bye week. Then it was too. They thought they thought it was too early in the season to, to have a bye, um, which I probably was, I guess. And I'm not going to use that as an excuse as to why they're five and eight at this point. But if they would have taken the bye after London, I guarantee they wouldn't be any. They wouldn't be worse than five and eight. Right. I think they got I think they got really high and full of themselves and said we can we're we're fine. We're we've got Aaron Rodgers and a bunch of young guys and we can bounce back and you know, it's just a trip to London. It's no big deal if you if you go from one tip of the US to the other, that's a long flight too. Right. I, these are all things I'm just thinking that maybe that oh, was sure. what what like LaFleur and and Gutekunst and Mark Murphy were thinking in their head. Well, and you know and, what else too? And nobody will ever say this out loud because they, they can't, but, but we can. All right, so I didn't realize that they asked the teams about the buy. You know, I just thought the guy did this, whoever did the schedule did, does the schedule. And, you know, so the, but that but that did get out that the Packers told the league, no, we don't need to buy after the London game. Well, did they maybe also say, all right, don't give us the buy, but, but give us that Jets game and the, and the Washington game after that? Thinking that the Jets and Washington weren't going to be any good. Well, I if that man if that leaked out or that was the case, I would never get out. You would Nobody have a ever, ever, ever you'd have a litany. Oh man, that would but, be. But I mean, let's be honest. I mean, when you looked at the schedule before the season, and you, and you looked at the Packers, you know who they were playing. You know, you didn't want the Eagles after the bye. No, those were two easy games. You're right. Or Buffalo. No. Or a, 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 a division <laughs> game. Right. So he looked and said, oh, "The Jets, yeah, they're not going to, they're not going to be any good. They got a new, you know, they're they're still young. They're not. And then, wait, Washington, they're 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 not they're very good either. Mm-hmm. And as it turns out, you know what's crazy too? We were we were so like demoralized, I guess, for for lack of a better word, with those losses to the Giants, to the Jets, and to Washington, right? Thinking, you know, those three teams are bad." And, you know, there's that we had them all written down as three wins. Right. Um, those, all three of those teams are, are pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like right now, they're all three would be. In, yeah. Right now. Washington would not be in the playoffs. Right they now. would. Be, yeah. But if Washington's the eighth team, then they're right, right. there. They're right They're Only because they, they played more games. Right. So, I mean, they're on they're on a bye this week as well. When, when, when the Giants lose to the Eagles Sunday, Washington will move ahead of the Giants. And they'll be in the playoffs. I mean, if, again, looking at if the season ended today, which it doesn't, but, you know. Um, and the Jets right now are the last AFC team in. So those games, I mean, again, the Packers could have and should have won all three, I believe. But they didn't. <laughs> and Were they ever but, in the lead in Washington? I don't think they ever oh, had the lead yeah, in. Yeah, didn't they lead 7 nothing? Oh, did they score first? 
I don't remember. That's the one game I didn't see because I was on I was on a plane. Because I they saw it after they had plenty of opportunities. Well, they had the lead taken away from them oh. when they scored a touchdown. They got called back for a well, penalty. and that was a whole nother that was a whole nother stupid stupid thing. But the the two New York games. I mean, you should have swept the the state of New York. This uh, no, I shouldn't say that because not, not the, the Bills. State. Not the Bills. I forgot about the Bills. But the, the, the two New York City or New Jersey well, the, teams. I think the two teams are playing in New Jersey. Yeah, New, New the two Jersey teams, you should have beaten both of those. Yeah. Like Washington, they've they've historically, but, you know, that's team year to year. That doesn't really matter. But historically, they've never played well in Washington for whatever reason. I don't know. And that includes Aaron Rodgers. He's only won, I think. Has he won well, there? Well, they won the playoff game there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but was that in Washington? Was it, it was. It was. Yeah, that was Cousins. That was Kirk Cousins. Yep. And in 2015, that earned them a trip to Arizona to to get uh, demoralized by Larry Fitzgerald. All Thank all you once again, Demarius Randall. So I still I still say McCarthy should have gone for two. Of course, of course he should have. But that's that's good old Mike. You know that's that's that I mean, was it, it would have been a ballsy move. one year. Yeah, but Mark, to your point, the reason I but think I, you're, you have an even better point to make is just one year prior, he made some mistakes in Seattle. He probably would have liked to have back. One of which I think was not being as aggressive down by the goal line. Yep. So, yes, he probably a lot of mistakes in that game, And in Arizona, are, like you know, it's a lot. I'm, I'm I'm not saying that. Looking back, I mean, I remember watching that game with with friends, Packer fan friends, and, you know, they come back, the two back with two Hail Marys, right? I mean, and they score, and they, you know, and I'm saying to my friends, go for two, go for, and, and, and they're saying, oh, come, what are you, crazy? What if they don't, they don't get, don't they lose it? I'm like, Arizona is bewildered right now. They can't believe they, they, was, they let up, they can't, Arizona's in a state of shock right now. Yeah. Take advantage of it. I think, yeah, and I think that would have been fun, although I, I think the Panthers were really good that year. I think Green Bay might have struggled, but I would have loved to have found out. That who they would have played next? That's who went to this? Yep, Carolina. That, and they were really good. They were they were fantastic that year. So That, that was that Cam's was, MVP year, I guess, yep. right? Yeah. Yep, and then they got – And then they lost, but Carolina lost to – Truck uh, to the Broncos. Yeah, they got, they got steamrolled yeah. by the Broncos. But, yeah, that was uh, – I shouldn't say steamrolled. The, the Panthers actually ended up steamrolling the Cardinals. In the NFC Championship yes. game, and oh, then yeah, the Cardinals weren't that good, and then they lost the Super Bowl to the. the Packers, to the... I mean, again, we, 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 I mean, we talk about anything wrong in the bye week. Yeah, that Packer team was decimated. That played the Cardinals too. Yeah, they, they had Janice and Aberderis out there as their only yeah. receivers. I mean, Randall Cobb punctured a lung because he had that stupid uh, yep. microphone pack on, and uh, it was all Sam Jordan Shields dropped. Hurt, right? Sam Shields dropped at least one, if not two, interceptions in that game. There were so many dumb things that happened, but it was cool that it went down to the wire and. Yeah, and, and went was and, and was what it was. But to get back to, I I agree with you now in hindsight, and I know hindsight's like a, a fool's errand. Why bother talking about it? But I, uh, the, the other thing we talked about too is a lot of lessons for Matt Lafleur to learn from this season in terms of moving forward because he had it really good. He had it really really good three seasons in a row, winning thirteen games. Sure, and the Packers had good playoff runs and they overcame a lot of stuff, and he really didn't have to manage and worry about some of the things that he has this year hopefully this year has chiseled him a little bit and moving into next year where we kind of talked about hey the majority of the team you want back it's not going to look the same there's going to be some guys that won't come back and there's going to be some big changes but the majority of the guys you want back are probably coming back now we heard Aaron Rodgers speak earlier this year about whether or not he wants to come back we don't know what to make of the comments that he made you could take it either way but if he does, he has to be looking at this, especially the offensive production and some of the things like, you know, obviously Christian Watson's been great, and then you get Dobbs yeah, coming I, back. I He'll, told you he was going to be good. You didn't, you, you didn't want to listen. You're talking about Romeo Dobbs, right? Of course. No, Watson. I remember I kept telling you how, how, how good I love those kids from North Dakota State. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you what. We don't have to love the, the North Dakota State or the competition from that conference because, look, the reality is, is they don't play against – top college talent but i will say this it helps mark it helps to be six five and run as fast as yes. he does holy cow well, he, listen and i you know i'm, I'm joking because i wasn't I'm, everybody knows i'm i was down on the pick i thought he was and he, early in the season he looked like a mess i'm gonna i mean i'm gonna give the kid a ton of credit for responding the way he has even um i, I saw the quote from 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 uh brian gutenkunst about the same thing like and he's right with all the, the injuries and the, the bad things that happened he could have just shut it down and nobody would have. I thought that's what they were going to do with him. Just, you know, tell him to take, you know, listen, get healthy, 
worry, worry about next year. No, he he wanted to be back out there. He got back, and he's been unbelievable the last month. You know, so I give him a lot of credit, obviously. But somebody's coaching him up too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we like to rip the we like to rip Joe Barry and the defensive coaches for guys getting worse or or you know things not getting done. Well, somebody is it whether it's Vrabel or 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 Steno, somebody. That kid didn't do it all on his own. I mean, he give him credit. Like I said, sorry, I started by giving him credit because he he has to do it. The player's still the player, but somebody deserves some credit for helping this kid come. You know, helping him bounce back and and turning him into, you know, what he's been the last month. Mm-hmm. But and and part of it also is they're using him. They're taking advantage of his strengths, and you know, his strength isn't just running by the guy. Like he like or like the first game, like the first play of the season when he ran by the Vikings corner, but then dropped the ball because he his strength isn't catching the ball like that. His strength is looking, catching it on the move, and then like he or like even taking out that little sweep against the Bears and just blowing everybody away. So you don't he doesn't need to run strictly a you know what they call nines or go routes. Yes, can he do that? Sure, but he's just as dangerous, if not more so, just running across and and beating his guy and then taking off and the safety can't catch him right which we've seen him do the last couple weeks right no they he's he's been amazing he's on a he's on a great run and that's one of the things that I think you wanted to talk about as well at some point was what do we want to see the rest of the way and I think that's one of the things the rest of the way I want to see or I'm now intrigued by he's kind of become like must see tv or football because you just now you expect at least one big play a game or something like that. And ever since the the dropsies and the we all know about week one in Minnesota, yeah. he's put together a, a hell of a month of football. Well, it, it started when the, the Cowboy game was when he had the three touchdowns, right? That was, the, yeah, his breakout game. The but, three he, but he started off that game with he dropped the first two passes thrown to him in that game. Correct. Yes, he yeah. did. He did, and then he, and then he, that's when it all, you know. So I give the kid, I give him a lot of credit, and like I said, I was tough on him early because I was like, that when this kid, he's dropping the balls, he's running the wrong routes, he's doing it, he can't stay healthy, he's a mess, and he, he's obviously mentally tough to over to bounce back because I've seen, I've seen players through the years, especially young a rookie, just you know, and they, they maybe they bounce back later in their later in their career, but not within that same game or within that, within that, you know, that same season, turn it around the way he has. I mean, it's been, it's been a, a, an, and a, in a season where there hasn't been too many good things, he's one of them. Mm-hmm. And I want to see him and Dobbs together now. Yep. Hopefully Dobbs made it, Matt LaFleur made it pretty clear that Dobbs will play uh, Monday night against the Rams after the bye week. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't need to see, I know Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb. Well, we haven't seen Sammy much at all. Although he right. threw two good blocks on on, on the touchdowns last week. Yeah, and kudos but, to him because he knows. Listen, Sammy Watkins knows he's not coming back next year. Well, somebody here's all right. I'm glad you said that. So, who are the receivers next year? I don't want to look too far into next year, but the three kids are all back, right? The three kids are signed. Yeah, but you can't have three, you, you need you can't play with three receivers. No, that's it. Because Lazard, you'd have to you have to re, you'd have to resign Lazard, well, Cobb, so or anybody you, else. And I don't want to. I don't think they need to. I mean, I think all three of those guys are going to be pretty good. I, I'm still. I like Tory. I think he's going to be not a star, but he's going to be a good. If he's your third, I think he'll be a good third. To mm-hmm. be honest with you. Yep. Um, so I don't really need. And and with the speaking of need, with the, with the other needs they have on the team, I don't think they need to draft again. Take the best player. The best player is wide receiver. Take the wide receiver, but. It's you don't need another young wide receiver in that room, I think. So I think you got to bring. I think you need somebody who's been around. Yeah. Oh, you need at least one veteran, and and right. I don't think I don't I don't know that Al Lazard is going to come back on the. I don't. On, I don't want the Packers. Money. Don't have that. I don't. They have the money. I mean, he's well, not going to cost gonna a ton, but he's going to want to get paid. But and, and if somebody and if the Denver Broncos want to pay him, right? Congratulations. Any yeah. Go go try to catch him passes that Wilson are throwing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So but, I, I just know. think I think Alan Lazard has bided his time. He's spent yeah, the he last he, he four deserves. seasons in Green Bay. He's been reliable. I mean, statistically, he has not been great this year, but nobody has. This has been a bad year. 
But go go make your money. Go get paid. That's fine. It might not be the year for you. It's what's not the. It's just it's not the year for players that are looking to cash in on on Green Bay because they just you know it's all these contracts are starting to catch up with them a little bit. Although although let's take Aaron Rodgers out of the equation because obviously that's a big big money impact if he does or does not stay, retires, gets traded, whatever. Bakhtiari also the Packers have a decision to make there. Now I'm not going to get I'm not going to get too high on watching Zach Tom have a good game against the Bears pass rush that's not good. Like they don't have any good pass rushers. They didn't even touch Aaron Rodgers on Sunday and and the Packers are they're not the kind of offensive line this year that just keeps Rodgers clean on their own. Like that would only happen against a pass rush that's not very good. That's just kind of the way that things have gone for the Packers. So I, I'm not going to get really high on Zach Tom and say he's no, the... No, but Tom, Tom does some good things. He does. I like him as a player, but I don't know if we're quite at the point where I'd put my name behind, hey, oh, you can safely, right. if you want to, move on from David Bakhtiari, thank him so much, give him a huge hug, chug a beer with him, and send him on his way and put Zach Tom in there for the next eight or nine years. We're not there yet. No, I'm not there yet either. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But as far as the receiver, I actually was thinking of, so one of the things I was thinking about today, because I knew we were going to, we were going to, well, we recorded this earlier this week, but that I was thinking about was tight end. Because they need a tight end. Because tight end, and here's 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 but the get, thing. Let me just add one. More. So back to the wide receiver. So you're not going to pay a guy. Well, first of all, you're not going to attract a, a, a top of the line player because basically you're looking for a three or four. Right. right. Well, and a top of the line guy is going to say, well, a top of the line guy is going to say, well, I'm going to come in and work and play for Aaron Rodgers for one year, and then for who? I don't want to sign for three years here. I don't want to sign a Green right. Bay. Even me. one year. Even a one year. I mean. Watson and, and Dobbs have to be your one two, right? They just have to be. If that's if because we're not we're not just looking at next year. You're you're, you're looking next year and, and the next three. And they four will years, be right. Yeah, they'll be the one two. So you're really only looking for a, and I I like I said I believe Tory can be your can be your three, but um, you're 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 looking for a mentor basically. Randall Cobb would be the perfect one to come if he will if he's willing to come back again. On a one, and it's the same kind of deal that he has now. One year, a little over the minimum. Throw some incentive clauses in there. I just don't know if Rodgers doesn't come back, if he retires, say, Cobb might retire with him, right? Mm-hmm. And if Rodgers does come back, I don't want Cobb. I don't want him throwing the ball to Cobb instead of Watson and Dobson. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Although he opted for Watson over Cobb on Sunday, Cobb yeah, was yeah. open and he he threw it to Christian Watson. Yeah. So, but I want somebody. I want one of those guys, and it won't be Lazard because he wants to make some money, and I don't blame him. But I would, if if Cobb doesn't want it, I would mind Sammy Watkins back, just as in that role as a whatever the role, you know, backup, playing for the minimum, because you're not going to find a lot of people willing to do that for no, you know, for minimum uh, money. And he already, and he knows the system already. Now. The other guy that intrigues me, and I, but I haven't seen him, so I don't know. Maybe he's not what I what we hoped he was. Is D.D. Westbrook? Mm-hmm. He's on the practice squad, but they haven't. Well, they haven't had any, had a need to bring him up either, I guess. But I mean, they're watching him every day in practice, so I guess they'll they'll see if they, if he's looking good in practice or not. Fulgham too, <laughs> who I thought yeah. was going to be activated and play against the Eagles and have his big revenge game. 
Yeah, but then that happened. And it was, I'm, I'm saying that tongue in cheek. But yeah. getting back to the tight end thing, and the reason yeah, I the reason I started bringing that up is because you were talking about receivers, and I know they're not receivers, but they're pass catchers. A, a tight if, if you're going to get a tight end, okay, and I'm not saying that you have to go outlandish and spend your potentially very high first round pick on a tight end, but please don't draft. A guy that like you you need a tight end if you're gonna draft one, you need a tight end that is smart. And it's easy for me to say, and obviously you all want all of your football players to be smart, but you need a tight end that literally can come in and digest a playbook and know where to be. Yep. And you're not gonna Absolutely. have all these oh, I wasn't in the right spot, mental mistake. Like you can't you can't. You cannot have that. So if you can't draft that, then you you just don't don't blow your first round pick on it, I guess, and you know, don't throw your third round pick away on anything, really. But just no, be, just be, be smart, or bring a tight end, bring a veteran in that knows that that knows where the, where to be, and because I think they need to re they need to reinvigorate that position group, and they need to re implement the tight end as part of this offense because it has been gone. It's a zero. Mercedes Lewis is not a tight end. He's a blocker. He's a he's a glorified he offensive lineman. Josiah DeGuara, for some reason, cannot get enough snaps in a game, and I, for the life of me, don't know why. I figure that out. I, I have no idea. And Robert Tunyon can catch the ball, but he can't really get open and run anymore. So, well, do or, you give him another year back off the injury? Yes, of course. At, well, yes, 100%. I want Tunyon back, but I want another pass-catching tight end Yes, with Tunyon. Yes, but I, would, yes. I want my second – Again, the draft's a long way off, and we, who knows how, what, where they're even going to pick yet. But I'm with you. I don't want to spend a, a first-round pick, especially if it's, you know, top half of the draft, on a tight end. I'd rather get a pass rusher or whatever. But the second round, I and you, you can get good tight ends in the second round. Yes, Cause, yes. Because usually only one goes in the first round. The UCLA, the UCLA guy that we liked last year was a second-round pick. I thought it was third. Might have might have been third. It wasn't a first. The Colorado the State guy yes. was second round to Arizona. He's not playing for some reason. I mean, I still that's what that's what bothers me. I still can't believe that they didn't take one last year. I couldn't believe. I mean, I don't know. They seem to like Sean Ryan and 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 his steroids. Well, they might have taken they might have taken a tight end if they didn't do what they did to get Watson and had an extra pick to use. They could have. The or third, they could have yeah. taken one in the third round instead of the, the steroid at guard. Well, the problem right now, there's there's the, the third round is a Bermuda Triangle for the Packers. I just whoever they pick this year It's amazing. I, I, I finally this year, whoever they pick this year, I'm gonna I'm just gonna feel just apologize to the universe once they announce his name because I'm like, well Well I'm hoping they do this. This is what I'm starting to say. So first round, take the best player available, whatever it might be. It's a receiver or pass rusher or defensive line. Well, I don't care what take the best player, whatever whatever pick. When it comes in this Friday night second round, I want to I want to turn the TV on to the start of the second round and have whoever the host is Mike Tarico. I don't know who hosts whoever hosts the draft. I don't even know who's hosting the draft anymore. Come on and say, oh, we have news: the Green Bay Packers traded their second round pick and third round pick to move up to the top of the second round. Mm-hmm. I'll be very happy. Yes, and then, then they'll get a good player in the second round, and they won't have a third round pick to to make a big. Or Brian Gutekunst's ego is like, I'm going to keep. I'm going to get this right for once and for all. Well, he hasn't yet. It's not just – it goes back before him. Ted's last few third-round picks weren't very good either. Well, even look, Mike Sherman picked a punter in the third round. I mean, this team Trade has been so – they've they've just been – they've had – Fackrell was a third-round pick, and I'd say he was the he last one that wasn't a disaster. Kyle Fackrell's the best third-round pick they've had, and he's like – he was okay. That's what I mean. He was yeah. – and, and we're grading on a curve <laughs> because yeah. – and, and, and here's the craziest part about that. So – it's not like they just can't draft. Like they're just—I mean, I'm sure there's other teams that have had bad, but they're just bad draft. The fourth round has been incredible. Yeah, they've had some good fifth, fourth, and fifth. And the third fifth. round is the only one that's just been a, a crap fest. I don't, I mean, uh, Richard Rogers, Richard Richard Rogers was good. He was okay, he was okay. too. I think he I would okay. say that no, one. No, that one worked out. Kyrie Thornton, who was actually Kyrie Thornton, was picked in 2014. He was actually the first third round pick, and then Richard Rogers was the second. Thornton wasn't good, <laughs> so they did. Fail with the third round pick, yeah. but they they mitigated Every, it with I mean, the other one. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna read these to you. <laughs> I'm gonna read these to you, and I'm gonna bring a lot of tears to the people listening to us right now. All right, so we go with Sean Ryan, who I'm not ready to write off, but it's not a good sign when your 
rookie gets suspended for stealing. half the season. Correct. Um, Amari Rogers not on the team anymore. Who knows what it's going to be? But not a Josiah DeGuara, who I still think isn't bad, but they don't play him, so mm-hmm. they must not love him too much. Gay Sternberger gone, not in the league. Oren Burks, Niners. Not sure he's in the league. Is he on the Niners? Yeah, still? Niners. Special come? teams. He is playing. Yep. Montrevious Adams, you know how I felt about him. Uh huh. In the league, I, I think, think he is so. somewhere. He might be on the practice. I saw him somewhere. somewhere. Monday night game. Oh, was somewhere. he? Yeah, he was. Getting, and he made it terrible. He jumped off sides or something. I'm like, oh my god, he's still in the league. Kyle Fackrell, who, like you said, had one real good year and been kind of a backup the rest of his career. Ty Montgomery, <laughs> Kyrie Thornton, and Richard Rogers. Mm-hmm. 2013, they traded out of the third. And went back and had three fourth round picks, and got David Bakhtiari, J.C. Treader, and Jonathan Franklin. Mm-hmm. A, the, a great left tackle, a pretty good center. And Treader, I mean, he, he played with Cleveland more than he did with the Packers, but pretty good career. And Franklin, who knows, he, he you know he was a running back that showed some signs before he got hurt. Uh, they didn't they didn't have one in, in 2012 either. So. Montrevious Adams is with the Steelers, and Ty Montgomery is on the Patriots roster. I don't know if he's on the uh, active roster or the practice squad. Yeah, he played against the Packers early in the year. Did he have any – did he play at all? No. Uh, He was on – I think on on special teams or something. Alex Green, who also was a bad pick in the third round. He was okay. I'm I'm, I'm going back – I'm back to 2009. Yep. There hasn't been a good one. I mean, Mm -hmm. Fackrell's – the best so far, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go back to 2009. They, they didn't have one. They traded up. They, they moved up to get Clay. You're Michael Finley, 2008. The last good one. 14 and he, years. And he, and he was he was hurt. I mean, he, he his, his career got shortened by injury. But And James Jones was a good one in 2007. Yep. Not so good in 2006. Long, yeah, long time ago. Yeah. That's incredible. That's long been that time long. ago. And, I mean, some really bad ones. Now the fourth round, I don't want to take that one, but this some of the you you know some of the fourth rounds, right? I mean, this year Dobbs and Tom both look like they're going to be at least okay, right? Yep. Uh, Royce Newman and people are down on him, but man, the, the, the kid started on a started as a rookie for a team that won thirteen games. You he's know? on the he's on the roster. We'll see we'll see if he sticks around because ever since yeah, he well. well when they when they moved Runyon over to right guard and they got Elton Jenkins back and Bakhtiari back. Things obviously are going a lot better now. Well, yeah. Again, I don't know if he's ever going to be, you know, I think he'll be Lane Taylor kind of guy. But if he is up for a long time. Yeah. If he is, that's great. I would be pleasantly surprised. They didn't, they didn't have a fourth. Oh, they moved that. They used that to, to get love. They didn't have one in 19 either. Uh, before that. Oh, this was a bad one. Jamon Moore. <laughs> yeah, that was not that good. That was very good. Yeah, that was not good. Um, Jamal Williams, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Blake Martinez and Dean Lowry. Mm-hmm. Two guys that played a lot. Lowry's still playing for him. Martinez, he just retired. Yeah. Did you see that? Yep. But he played, you know, he played, you know, started for him for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Ryan started for him for a little bit. I, I mentioned back to Ari and Treader and Franklin. Oh, this wasn't a bad fourth round pick. Mike Daniels, good one. Yeah, very good. So, I mean, they've done, they've done D- D- Devon House played mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's, it's it's crazy that they would in those same drafts they struck out in the third and then came back and got a real good guy in the fourth. Maybe it's too late. Maybe they're the Packers are, you know, that's third round is late at night, late Friday night. Maybe they're maybe they're tired. <laughs> It could be. They got. <laughs> they need. They need caffeine. They need to get more coffee or Mountain Dew or something. In caffeine, there. or or they need to move that move that portion of the draft to the following morning, or whatever it is. Because right, yeah. the fourth round, are well rested. They wake up early. They feel good. and They make a good pick. I think that's what it is. I think they're too tired by third round. Yeah. Ted was probably falling asleep. Some of them. Oh, I'm, let's not even go there. <laughs> that's that's yeah. No, I'm sorry, I, I well, Ted, listen, Ted. That was Ted's life. And and the thing I like about Goody is that it's not his life. He does he does like like next year. Okay. So this is where I think you have you you're you have an advantage to having a Gudikins is they need to bring in an experienced receiver to help mentor these young receivers. Mm-hmm. Well, Ted would just bring in some undrafted guy or or like, you know, some scrap heap 
whatever it is from somewhere else. Whereas Gutekunst at least would, would try to be in the conversation or try to go out and get somebody and bring somebody in. Because I, I personally, if it's Cobb, oh, that doesn't excite me at all. Like that just does not. Well, it doesn't, it, it doesn't bother me because I think he'd be, he would be good at it. He wouldn't mind being a mentor. He'd you be good at it, but you need, play. no, but you need, you need production from your, your slide. He can't, I don't think he can be productive anymore. He can give you a couple of moments in a season, but not for 17 games. I'll give you that. That's all I got on that. I, I love Randall Cobb. He's been great. He's been, he's a Packer through and through. He's Packer hall of famer. Like I'll always love Randall Cobb, but 17 games, like you need more production from the slot. So that's where it's tough to say you bring Randall Cobb in. I mean, I guess you could bring him in as like your sixth wide receiver if he never plays, but he's like the, a great voice of reason, but they still have to try to find some more. And I think they will, they have to find some more talent and, and add some more to the passing game there. The offense I'm not as worried about. It's still defense. It's just like, man, they've got guys, but it's like now they're, they're having to almost replace a lot of guys that are, still young. Like, do you have to replace Savage? You're going to have to replace Amos. He's not young, but you're going to have to replace Amos. Do you already have to, you know, what do you do at, at corner? Do you need another corner? Do you believe in Jair, Rasul, and Eric Stokes after what we saw this year with how they bounced and back Nixon, from last year? Don't, don't, don't leave, don't leave Keyshawn Nixon out of it. No, Nixon, and, and Nixon, and maybe Nixon moves up. I don't know. Maybe Nixon moves up and plays, plays a little bit more. he, he can make plays, and he's a gamer, and he is the mentality. You you need a lot of guys to think like Kayshawn Nixon, and and, yes. and he plays great, too. And you want to talk about uh, special teams, because I was starting to go down the offseason rabbit hole. Let's go to your special teams point, because I think you were going to write about it, or you were going to do something on special teams, and how much have well, they improved? Afraid, what is what is your take? Well, they're better. I mean, they are better. There's no doubt. I mean, they've had their, they've had their miscues this year, but they're no longer the the embarrassment that they were last year. Right. I mean, right. That's the least that are, I mean, <laughs> with the last year, last two last last, whatever many years, special teams was by far the worst unit on the team. I mean, it, it killed them last year. I mean, absolutely killed them. Took them right out of the playoffs. Right. Literally. They, you know, they hired, they, they, they hired a real special teams coach. They put some emphasis on getting some players like Nixon and Rudy Ford and uh, Levitt. And guys like that that are that are special teams players, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And it, they, there's been improvement. I mean, they're not like I said. There's been there's still been more mistakes than there should be. But like I said, I'm, I, I'll have a story coming out on this in a couple of days. Um, well, today, if, you, if you're listening, it should be up today. Just how you know how much they have improved, where the and where the improvement has come from, you know. It's, and I think if you remember, I've I've told this story. On our, on this podcast more than once about when when I was covering the Eagles and they hired Harbaugh, the Eagles were the worst. They they that special teams was just every bit as bad as the Packers special teams. And he turned them around pretty quick. Yeah, and mm -hmm. you didn't realize it much because the, the the Eagles as a whole as a team wasn't as good. So it wasn't like they were the special teams cost them a playoff game because they they weren't in the playoffs. But they were bad. I mean, nonetheless, they were part of the reason they were so bad was because special teams were doing bad things. Um, and he came in his first year, and he didn't take him from the worst to top ten, but they were middle of the pack. They weren't embarrassing anymore. They weren't costing the team games. And then the second year, they became oh wow, this is wow. Special teams can actually help you. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. And then from then on, they were top five every year. Yeah. And they've so he's I, always I been... see that. You know, that was a good hire. I got to give you know we're going to rip the floor for his bad hires. This was a good hire. It was. Well, he's going to fix the bad one again. He's going to have another crack well, at it. Well, it takes him three times, it feels, right? It, it took him three special teams coaches. So maybe it takes, it'll take him three defensive coordinators. Yeah. With the, and the first one, I think, I, and we don't have to go too far into this, but I think the first defensive coordinator was kind of forced on him or handed to him. Like, I don't think he had yeah, a bunch of a choice, him. right? He, he just didn't get rid of him. He kept him, basically. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Correct. All right. But I'd so, rather have him than the guy they got now. No, well, yes, and any anything is anything is better, and and it was kind of funny, like I, you know, God bless you, Joe Barry, when that kick, when they, when they, the the kick missed. I don't know if Lowry actually got a hand on it. I guess not. they gave Lowry a block for it. I, I watched. Did it he get a hand on it or no? What's that? Did he touch it? That apparently, yes. I didn't think he did, but 
he was when the official stats came out later. Yeah, they, I didn't. They gave him a block. I haven't watched the replay. I guess I'll watch it clo- carefully. You know, Barry is celebrating as if he's the special teams coach on there, and it's like, well, they wouldn't have had to kick a field goal if your defense would have stopped a long third down earlier in that drive before they got into field goal range. But I, think I digress. Lowry might be one of his boys, you know. I think it was more happy. I know yeah. you were. You were that no, that's, you no, that's no, that's fine. No, I, no, that's fine. You should be celebrating your team's success, regardless of where, like, where you're at. It's just, you know, it's easy to pile on Joe Barry, and we'll do plenty of that after the season because, you know, well, we won't have much time because after the season's over, you know, Black Monday comes, he's probably going to be going to be you gone hope, so, right? shortly after that. But, but as far as the the rest of it, so to round it out here, I mean, this this was kind of a good comprehensive discussion of where they're at right now. So you had another good question to to kind of end on here, which is they got four games left. What do we? What were your questions? What do we want to well, see? I, just want, I mean, are are you one of the? I want to win them all. I want yes. to get to nine and eight. Yep. And see what happens. Maybe if we get lucky and this happens and that happens and this and this, and and, 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 we, and we get in. Or it's, are you a? I don't care. I mean, no. Give me the higher draft. You know, I want to see Watson and Dobbs play well. But if they lose. That pick gets better every week. It's a combination. So I, I don't want them to lose. I want right. them I want them to win all their games, but I'm not sitting here hoping and pining for the playoffs and sitting on the playoff machine, like waiting for everything else to fall in the right spot. I want to see them just not give up, continue to fight, still work on stuff for next year for the guys that are going to be here, play hard, play for each other, play for Matt LaFleur, because Matt LaFleur has, has regained some of my confidence with the way that they have played in some of these games they haven't won as many but they haven't quit on him so the defense might be quitting a little bit on Joe Barry and I've seen some weird stuff from Jair and in the way he's playing and being petulant and things like that I don't and I, and I guess you can't really say that they've they've quit on him because that interception by Jair on on EQ and maybe it was because it was personal and it was a former teammate of his but he had to make that play like that wasn't it that wasn't just a bad throw by fields the Kayshawn Nixon was a bad throw that was right. a terrible throw and, and but Nixon made the play but the defense is, is, you know, that's, I want to see guys, I want to see good football. I mean, we have, we're going to watch the game. So I don't want to sit there and watch them play the version that we saw against Washington and the Lions. Or that's, even for three quarters against the Bears. And for three quarters against the Bears. Yeah, which was also bad too. But if they lose and they don't win games, and I, again, I don't expect the miracles or anything, you know, no Christmas miracle in Miami because the <laughs> Dolphins are playing pretty good football, though. And they're at home, and that matchup just doesn't look good. That looked bad. When, when I thought they were going to win twelve games, that was one of my losses. Yes, same. That was going to. That was always going to be a tough road game. But I, I do. I if they don't win, that's fine. Then I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh, better draft pick." I mean, if they get a better draft pick, that's fine. But I want the team to go out saying, "We." We did the best that we could. They messed up. They didn't play well. They definitely didn't help their season, and they they blew it. Right? They blew it with that five game losing streak. All those tiebreakers that they just they have they they have usually a team has like one or two tie. The Packers literally have no tiebreakers. Like they could not they need one. more they help. They have <laughs> one. If, did they add that tiebreaker that most MVP awards by your quarterback? I guess that's not, that's not one of them. Is that no? Would have that. Now, if they had, that would be helpful. Yeah, all these MVPs and and one Super Are Bowl. Are most first round picks starting on defense? Is yeah, that, right. is that a tiebreaker? That, it, you're right. That's that's a good one. There's a couple. <laughs> there's a couple good ones there. But so that's that's me. What's your take? Like, what do you? Well, my, what do you I agree see? with everything that you said. I, I yeah. I as much as I sometimes and I've, we haven't been in this position very often or not not recently anyway. And I and I but I you know I know fans of other teams who are, who are like. Yeah, just you know, I want my team to lose. I want that. I want that first pick because we need a quarterback and blah blah blah. And I and I can understand where they're coming from, but I can't. Like you said, we watched. If this was thirty years ago, when you couldn't, when you when the, there was no way to watch your team unless you lived in the city, it might be different. But no, I can't sit and watch the Packers play and want them to lose. I just can't. Right. Um, and they got a couple games where it's like, you want to see them lose to the Vikings and Lions no, at Lambeau? No, I don't. No, no, I don't want to see them lose anybody. But here's what I really don't want. And, and I, I listen, if they went out and they somehow get in, it would be a, it, it would be a Christmas miracle or whatever, right? But and it would how I and, and again, let me just throw this out just to get people a little worked up. How crazy would it be 
if after being the top seed the last two years and not getting to the Super Bowl, if they somehow <laughs> snuck in as a seven seed <laughs> and then knocked off, you know, the Vikings and the Eagles and the Cowboys, whoever they had to play. Well, let me, tell you, let me tell you this, Mark, to add some more fuel to your fire. They did beat Dallas, although it was uh, yeah. it was in Green Bay. And they, oh, only, would... they only lost by seven points to an Eagles team that hadn't given up any fourth quarter points, touchdowns, and they did to Jordan Love, the backup. And the Packers gave up 363 yards rushing, and they still only lost by seven points on the road. So if anything is possible. I'm just saying, you're right. I know. I know. <laughs> but I'm just saying, wouldn't that be crazy? But here's what I don't want. This is my biggest fear, I guess, or what I just don't want to have. They win out. They get the nine and eight and they lose the tiebreaker to Seattle. Right. <laughs> so they're not it's in. very possible. So they're nine and eight. They're not in. And all I'm going to do is have nightmares about the Lions game and about the Washington game and about the Giants game oh. and about the Jets game. And about there were so many. There's too. That's too many nightmares. Well, you I'm have saying, a nightmare if it was one night, thing, but there were a lot. One of them wins. Yeah, uh-huh. right. If they would have won any one of those games, they would have gotten. If, in. If, if if the scenario plays out where they're nine and eight, and Seattle's nine and eight, and Seattle wins, Seattle gets a tiebreaker because they have better common, better record against common opponents, which Seattle does. That would just, that would kill me. <laughs> right. Yeah, that'd be frustrating. Because I'd rather. It's like I'd rather get blown out than lose. Like when I played baseball, if we lost twelve to four, I'd say, "Oh, Jesus, damn, that team is just better than us." They made, I but I when we lose two to when we lost two to one, uh, I couldn't sleep. Right, and we left four guys, you know, four guys on third base, you know, some whatever. It killed me. So yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. If the Packers go nine eight nine and eight, I hope Seattle goes ten seven, or I hope the Giants and Washington both go win ten games or whatever it is. You know? So there's no question. So then they're in. At least they're okay. They they had a better year. Because basically, when you lose on a tiebreaker, it's not that that team was better. They just had a better whatever you know. The NFL decided what the tiebreakers were, and that's how you, how Seattle got in. You know. Yep. Because it's, it's not even head to head because they they didn't head to head the tiebreaker is a good one because yeah they beat you so they they should go right as a you know. But the thing is now that they, they won't have a tiebreaker with the Giants or Washington because they have a tie now. Right. Well, we'll it's I mean, well, it's gonna be uh, it's it's gonna be interesting. But it better beat the Rams coming off the bye. Or well, don't have to worry about it. It just got so next week we'll do that show on Thursday. We'll have the defensive preview against the offense, and it just got a little spicy. The Rams picked up Baker Mayfield, who was released by the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, and they've got John Wolford, who's was backing up Matthew Stafford, but we don't know who's going to start at Lambeau Field in two weeks with with Baker coming in. So I'm assuming that. I don't know if the Rams literally just wanted to thumb their nose at the Niners and not let the Niners pick up Baker now that they – but I think they like Brock Purdy. I think they're going to go with Purdy and see what he could do with Jimmy well, G they need out. they a backup. They do need a backup, right? Yeah, yep. Well, Purdy will play – the Rams play Thursday this th- against the Raiders, so I'm sure Purdy will start that game. Baker's not going to be able to start in – No, you know, not, that, in a quick, not in a short week, so that'll be – well, congratulations to the Raiders then. <laughs> <laughs> the Rams are having it's weird usually you see the Super Bowl loser have the season the Rams are having and then the, the winner the has the season the Bengals are having the Bengals just beat the Chiefs again Joe yeah. Burrow has beaten the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes three times Andy Reid has never won in Cincinnati oh ever Andy has been coaching how many years now oh, never old, won a game in Cincinnati good old Andy good old Andy Andy uh, Cincinnati is is to Andy as a head coach what Dallas was to Mike Holmgren as a head coach so I mm-hmm. guess I don't know I some parallel, yeah. some or some slight Packers, parallel. Where's the town where the Packers never? Indianapolis. The Packers have never won in Indianapolis or in Buffalo, or bu- Buffalo either. Huh? Have never won in Buffalo. Nope. Okay. Both AFC teams. So what yeah, is yeah. what is uh, what? So it's a bye week. So what's coming up at what's up now? What's coming up at Packer Report? Well, what's up? Depending on when you when you're listening, I still have my instant analysis of the win over the Bears. That that's up. Uh, I'm going to do some things. Like I said, I told you, I'm, I'm, I have a special teams story coming just on the improvement that they've made, you know, and giving credit to some of the, for some of the moves that they did make there. Again, they're not, I'm not ready to say this special teams is like, oh, wow, look out. But they're not, and they've gotten better week to week too, I think. They actually have a return game now a little bit, although Nixon has to learn when to stay in the end zone. Well, to his credit, only one time when he brought it out was it bad. It was the first one. Then he redeemed himself with the other two. Yeah, but no, I thought he had two that came up shorter. Twenty. They might have, yeah. But he, yeah, he needs to just be a little smarter here. But 
No, but he's actually pretty good at it. The cover teams, you know, they're staying in their lane. I watched, I watched the lane discipline. It wasn't, it's finally there. Like they're actually bottling up the return guy. And he's like, okay, I got to cut my losses here. And he's down before the 25 last year. It was literally, you could watch the dots just go after the the ball carry. And all he had to do was just cut to the outside and outrun everybody. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure they've had 11 guys on the field most of the time. Yes. Which is helpful. It's so, helpful in a regular season game, nonetheless a playoff game, which we would be fortunate. I'll tell you, what, speaking of special teams, I watch South Carolina, University of South Carolina, a lot because they're on here all the time and a lot of Gamecock fans. I've, I've started to like them a little bit, just like I'm sure you watch Arizona State a lot, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I've never seen better special teams than South Carolina has. It's amazing. Amazing. Everyone, every punt goes out about like they, they gets down to inside the 10. They force turnovers on, when they do re, re, return them. Kicks or that's how they beat Clemson. They they punt with a minute to go, and they force the fumble on the on the on the punt return. Mm-hmm. Their return guys are much better than average. It's just I'm I'm not saying I swipe make Visaki the defensive coordinator and go hire South Carolina special teams coach. No, no uh, well, or I was going to say, can there can Carolina special teams coach play coach defense? Well, just let him do what he does. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I think Versace would. I think he'd be a good defensive coordinator. He was a, he was an interim head, head coach. coach last year, so why not? His his mentality is not bad. He's got a he's got a good mentality. So players seem to players seem to play hard for him. That'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, quick slants. I'll do quick slants on Monday, and that'll be a a look after the weekend of of what has changed with the NFC and any right. news or nuggets that have come out about the Packers, and then we'll get ready to to gear up for the Monday night game against the Rams at Lambeau Field, coming off the bye and the final stretch of games in this twenty twenty two season so it's been a good one i do feel this too let me just add one more thing i know we're going to wrap up i feel something happened like they're going to they're going to sign somebody right i don't mean an outsider i mean they're going to like extend elton they're going to they're going to extend gary they're going to they're going to do something right i just have a feel don't you think this is about the time that they do it right it's usually in december like early to mid so you're it could be yeah i just feel something's coming i don't know who but i think they're going to do something before the year's over well, Excuse me, before the year, before the year's out. Get it done. So we have something something to hang our hats on and be excited about moving into next and year. And do it on a Wednesday. Right. Exactly. Late. <laughs> do it yeah, do so, it late on a Wednesday. We had we had a good run a couple of years ago and we need some more yeah, news to hit on our day. So, so all right. right, well, good run. We didn't do any weather because we didn't give our usual weathers weather and folks. There's no game to talk about weather. So well, there was there was no I didn't give them a chance to let them know that we were recording a little bit earlier than normal, so we didn't we didn't do any this week. We'll get back at it again next week. Thanks, everybody, for riding along with the Thursday edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. We will be back again next week to preview the Rams game. In the meantime, everybody, hope your winter is so far not too cold. You're staying warm. You're staying safe. And as always, Go Pack Go!